0: Morning. Um, Yeah, so there's there's kind of a there's it's it's a good message. Safeguarding. Safeguarding is a word I hear at work quite a lot. For those of you who don't know, I'm deputy head of a secondary school and so we have this word that comes up a a, a lot around our workplace, there's a number of us that work in environments where safeguarding would be used as a thing that we have to be aware of, Um, but the starting point that I really wanted to talk about today is that God has always had this on his heart, this has always been God's heart, Um, to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves for ri- and for the rights of those who are destitute. It's Proverbs um, 31.8, and it actually um, is the scripture that the company who ran the training with us takes their name from. It's the old, um, it used to be called CPAS, um, for those of you who, who've been around for a while, but they now call themselves um, 31.8 after this scripture. Wow. So um, this is what they base their training on to help us stay in a way that helps and reminds us of God's heart it's also in Exodus Um, there's a whole raft of things in Exodus 22 but I picked out this one do not take advantage of the widow or the fatherless so you know ever since and I don't think it's a million miles from what what's shared in the New Testament either but I'll come back to that um towards the end so It's always been around is the point. Um, God has always wanted us to speak up for those who don't have a voice and to look after those who don't have a voice. So why do we even need to worry about this? Well, we've been talking a lot about our situation as a church and and really that's kind of linked but not really because even if we were staying part of London, we would still be part of that charity and actually our status as a charity is really beneficial. We get to do gift days, we are open to a lot of support, so that's what we are and in 2017, in December of 2017, they actually um, sent out an alert, the Charities Commission, for all their charities. So we had to respond to this alert um, and this alert was about about safeguarding. So I guess in some respects it was an alert for us and all charities to check that we were maintaining God's heart of giving a voice to the voiceless and looking after those who may be considered to be um, destitute. So it's become very apparent um, that we need to speak up, not just as a, a Christian organisation, but for all charities. And this extract I'm about to show you is taken from that um, Charities Commission. So the public rightly expect charities to be safe and trusted environments where people are protected from harm, including the charity's own staff and workers. So all charities need to be alert to the importance of safeguarding those who come into contact with them. What that means in practice will mean, of course, will of course depend on the nature of the work and the circumstances of the charity's work. So this is the extract that really cemented. Um, the awareness that people needed to have about this word safeguarding. It's a really extensive document, but in principle it basically says that safeguarding is everybody's responsibility. That's everybody in the world has an obligation to safeguard themselves and the ones around them. Um, God asks us in the scriptures I showed you not to take advantage of people, to be their voice. And so it's even more significant in a a church environment, in his kingdom. We need to be able to listen to those who are more vulnerable. And within that, I encompass the children. Um, and anyone who is incapable of speaking up for themselves and it 's not just a case of passing it on, although ironically, I am going to tell you that is what you need to do when you see it in a minute so it's, it is my job in a, if you want to call it that my role to to coordinate that approach and and to make sure we 're reliant and, and capable of doing that but actually it's all of our responsibilities to, to look safeguard ourselves and each other. My job kind of falls in, I keep calling it a job, I don't like calling it a job because I'm not, it's a, it's a role, it's a responsibility I guess. Um, so um, the, the two main areas that I'm responsible for are we need to make ourselves um, Compliance, I guess, is the word that we'd use. So our policies are up to date and are available on the website. We obviously use the church policies because we are part of that church. So the ICCM policies are on our website. And the second one is more of a day-to-day, is that I have or hold and have access to the background of information that you provide to me. If you think there's anything of concern that you're not happy with or you notice or you want to pass on, so that I can be the person who sees the jigsaw the pieces as they come together about people or situations that you may have a concern about. And I'll come back to what that that might mean in a minute. So that's my two job, job areas, if you like. And as um, Malcolm said, I went to a training with, all the safeguarding coordinators um, a few weeks ago, and Mike Farrell, who is the main safeguarding lead for our church. But in fact, all the trustees have built into their constitution a safeguarding role. But he is um, the safeguarding uh, safeguarding role that we answer to, if you like, or we go to if we need support. So that's kind of how it all ties together. There's a really quick video I want to show you um, which just shows you the outline of what it means to us before I make it a bit more um, specific about some of the things that we do here in this church. Um, sums up everything. It's obviously designed for being used in bigger churches and some of the principles, but Joe and I have been having some conversations about setting things up that work now so that as the church gets bigger, we can add to things rather than have to unpick things and try again. So some of those things we, we haven't cemented yet. We, we, we're working towards them and that's okay because we're of a size where we can manage things in a, a slightly... I want to say a less, legal, less legalised way, just because we are all in each other's lives. So it becomes a little bit different in a church this side, but the principles behind it are absolutely what we, we want to set up as we grow and get bigger and send out more. So the three areas behind me are the, the three areas that I just wanted to bring to our attention that are relevant to us as we are right now. We have a great atmosphere around our kids' classes. I mean, we we really do. I love. being I know we're a bit of a pain, the mountain movers. We're sat in that middle room, and everybody kind of walks through. And I know sometimes you feel like, oh no, is it okay to walk through? It's always okay to walk through. But I love being able to hear and see some of the things that are going on in the other kids' classes. And the, I walk in and destroy them. Some, sometimes I'm really sorry, Joe. And I say as I walk in, sometimes I just destroy them, because I like having fun with the younger kids as well. But we have a great atmosphere around those classes, and none of that needs to change. That is what we should have. It's free, it's comfortable, they love being at church, which is just such a blessing. So um, the only thing that I just wanted to bring to your attention is that there is a chance, as we drop our kids to class, to have an information exchange with whoever's doing that at the time. And I know we call, we're calling them classroom teachers, but, and I know they're parents of our children. They're our, our kids were going in and dropping off, and we're taking it in turns to look after them. But that dynamic is still what it is. They are teaching those children that day. And it might be your turn. It might be someone else's turn. You might have talked to them during the week. You might not have talked to them during the week. But at that point of dropping them off, it's a really important exchange of responsibility. And it's an opportunity for you to say, they've had not a great week at school. There's a bit of a bad situation with their friend yesterday. They've had a rough week, but they're better at the end of the week. It's been really good. Ask them about this. They, they achieved this this week. Ask them about it. Because then the outside lives of the kids come in to the church. Mm-hmm. And so that point of exchange when you're dropping them off isn't just, and they do, they trip off so beautifully all together. It's fantastic. But the disadvantage of that is there's no information exchange. And it may not seem important, but I know when my kids were younger, I loved being able to say, she drew a great picture. She learned how to draw. She was so proud the other week. She learned how to do a portrait. We go, come and see the portrait. I was like, just tell her. She did a great job. Tell her. You know, and so someone said, oh, I heard you did a great portrait how did you know? Well, it just makes the whole thing just their lives become part of each other's entangled lives, which is just means they start to support each other in that way. So I'm not saying you have to, it's not a dictate, I'm just saying it's a great opportunity that we may be missing on occasion to bring that outside life in that supports the kids, but also gives the teacher very different conversations that, that may spark other things that we could use. So Just think about it. If we choose to, it's there. Not everybody will do it all of the time. I'm not expecting everybody to line up and, you know, explain their week and a diary account of everything that's happened. But if there's anything you think it could be shared or would be important, um, please do share it with the teacher because it just it just really helps care and develop your children. Um, The second one is a bit more of a biggie: Um, the toilets. The school have actually put a sign on the toilets now, which I super appreciated when I realised last week, that says for under sevens, okay? That is the rule. These toilets here can't be used by children over seven, and they certainly can't go in on mass over seven, please. Um, I've found a lot of older children in there, or they've gone in during the service, and that's actually not okay. They are designed to be cubicles that adults can help and get in if there's a problem with younger children they're not designed for older children so the older children please do need to use the same toilets as the adults do and that may mean for the eight, year, eight years old and old over that you have to go and show them where they are and they can go in pairs themselves you don't have to go with them at that age so just be aware of that please and also if you're taking the younger kids to the toilet if that's needed don't please go on your own Make sure there's more than one of you going just to safeguard yourself as well as the children. Um, With that in mind, one of the things I've started announcing at the London Wide every time is take your kids to the toilet before they go to class. And actually, we have a good break in that time. There is time for the parents to take the children to the toilet, if that's your preference, and then have them not out of class, actually. So that would be my preferred way of doing it, if we can get into the habit of taking our own children to the toilet and then taking them to class, that would prevent the need for even to be a dynamic that the classroom teachers need to deal with. So, um, that, that one's happened a few times. I've noticed there's a, there's a there's, I don't know if it's a pattern we've got into, but it's definitely not an awareness I feel like some of the older children have had, and they, they do have it now, I've spoken to them um, and said, please don't, please don't use those toilets. So, if we could, that would be fantastic. Um, And the third one is um, concerns. If you have any concerns, um, then please do come to me. I know I said safeguarding isn't about passing things on, and it isn't, not in your heart. Like Practically, you may need to pass it on to me, and you should, but the heart of wanting to care is yours. It's our responsibility. So if there's anything that you're concerned about, nothing's too small. It's about the picture. It's about the puzzle. There is very rare in my work situation, that I would pass a child on through the safeguarding team as a result of one thing. It does happen. I have had situations where students are in compromised situations and that one conversation means their life changes. But it's very rare. It's normally a picture that develops over time that helps us find a pattern. And when there's a change in that pattern, we start to understand there's some things we need to support them with. And not everything you report is, or you talk to me about, is a big deal. It's, it is about the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Not everything is a safeguarding concern, but if you don't pass it on, the jigsaw doesn't develop, our knowledge doesn't improve, and we actually miss some of the bigger things that may come up later. So it's, it's more about us getting into patterns of behaviour now and understandings now, so that as we grow and as we meet new people and as we bring new people, that we have the mindset, we have the heart to safeguard, to help, to be concerned, and that I have the jigsaw puzzle so that when we get people who don't fit into the picture or when you see things that are different to what you normally see, then we can start safeguarding um, in the true meaning of the sense. Um, So Please do let me know. Um, If there's any concerns about me, please contact um, Malcolm or Mike Fowler directly. Um, that's completely fine. I didn't speak to you about that, but I did put it in the notes. So I hope you read that. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but please, if you have any concerns about me or my situation or my children or how I interact, please do talk to Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm or you can go straight to Mike. Mike is um, Mike is the overall um, lead on, on safeguarding. So please, do, I'm not. This is I'm with it, you in it. I'm not separated from it. And, and that's same for everybody else in the room. Um, All of the details for everything that we do and we follow are on the website, which is um, really important as well, because that was one of the things Charity Alert and the Commission has always said is that our safeguarding policies has to be on there. So they're free to read. Um, So please do have a look. And if there's any questions, do please come back to me. Um, I just wanted to finish with um, this scripture, which I know gets used in a whole load of contexts. Um, We had it read at our wedding, I'm sure a lot of people have, Um, but actually it sums up quite nicely God's heart about protection. It's describing love, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, which actually underlines safeguarding. If we're going to protect, if we're going to trust, we're going to have hope, if we're going to persevere, we've got to look out for each other and be a voice to those who don't have one and take care of the destitute. So thank you very much for listening.